Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I'm uh, here with Andy today. I'm looking at the picture that you guys chose for the podcast and I'm waiting until somebody mentions my broken nose. Church camp, eighth grade, Headbutt, pick up basketball. Shut the front door. Yep. Headbutt? Yeah, you have to. I have to like look up in the air for you to see it, but it was good. They were oh, just I don't do like, good with uh, like pain and stuff. Like I don't. So I remember it was like shocking. It was headbutt? an accident. Okay. We're just getting after it, and I go see this like <laughs> part-time. I guess I thought he was a doctor at the time. Anytime, but I look back you, and it was, anytime <laughs> the first words to describe a medical professional are part-time, yeah, the story's is, not going to end well. Uh, yeah, I definitely felt like he was a professional at the time, but <laughs> true, he was trying to help me out. He was like, yeah, this is bad. And we just left it. And so uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what life you just kind of... I've never noticed, and wounds. I don't really want to notice because I get spurning about that stuff. But. Right. I, I'm excited to unpack today. Concept. So in our training, we talk about within meetings, you need to have concepts and strategies because the goal is to be generous. You want to leave an impression on a prospect or a client that the purpose there wasn't to sell them on something. It was Mm -hmm. to learn more about their situation and add value as quickly as possible. And through doing this for years now and teaching it for years, there's concepts which are teachable moments. They're, They're gifts you can give your client that for the rest of their life. They will take that idea and it will hopefully help them make mm-hmm. better choices forever. Mm-hmm. And then there's strategies, which are specific ideas that can help their situation that you can quantify. Yeah. You know, hey, if you fund this account or if you take this tax write-off, it will benefit you this month. So if we unpack these with a lot of advisors, you had the great idea today to like, let's dive into one really deep to where for you as you're listening, like our hope is you take and start using this tomorrow. Absolutely. Like, the, and, the, and the concept is called the investment decision filter. Now, I will say this. Um, I had not heard of, and most of our advisors had never heard of the investment decision filter. Um, and, you know, we've got people that have been in the business for, you know, 30, 40 years. I mean, these are mm-hmm. veterans of the industry. And yet all of them had never heard of the investment decision filter as a concept. There's a three-bucket strategy. There's, you know, making it up the mountain and down the mountain. Nope. There's a timeline of money. These are well-known concepts within the industry. So why don't people know about the investment decision filter, Stan? Because I made it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. That's right. Good setup there. Uh, thank you. But and I, I love at our cur- event that I love asking that question because my hope is it nobody sounds so said rhetorical. Yes it yet. sounds so rhetorical. <laughs> oh, it would be awkward if someone did say yes, though. Oh, yeah. Or maybe they did. They right. invented it in a nice Now they can't. Now they listen to the podcast. But yes, that you set it up well and you go... How do you do it? You say, well, when I'm with a client or somebody else, say, have you heard of the investment decision filter before? It's great because I know the answer should be no. And to this date, no one's ever said, of course I know what that is <laughs> no. well, because I made it up. So right. it's nice when you have concepts, especially if you're going to be curious and you know, there's a chance somebody's heard of some of these things that you kind of know going into it, it's going to be a great opportunity. Yeah. So this is one as we unpack it together today. I want you to hear the concept because there's other ones that you probably already use that you can maybe teach a little deeper 
uh, nuance a little more for yourself. But also don't be afraid to come up with something you know is valuable, put a name to it, and start teaching it. That, and that's the, I think that's the first The first thing I want you to know is that there's a difference between concept and strategies. You need to be using both in your strategy sessions. The concepts, and we'll go into some nuance of this, of the power of concepts. But the first thing is you should be using both of those. And the second is that you can make up your own. And, you know, they need to be true. Yeah. But these are guiding principles that help your prospect or client make decisions. Right. It is, is a concept. It's a larger idea. And it's usually not quantifiable. But I would say that a lot of advisors skip over this because they feel like it's too basic. It's, um, you know, again, it, it, it sort of can be assumed. Oh, what's the real value in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's yeah, sometimes, tremendous value. Yeah, sometimes the... The, the downside to being an advisor is that you know too much that your, your, our minds are filling in the gaps are always using these same words. And, and that's why it's great when you're at events, sometimes Andy will be the only non-advisor in the room mm-hmm. and he can give us a perspective on like, you keep, you've used that word four times. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so a concept can be difficult for advisors because we have to slow down yeah. where a true unpacking or explanation of, say, the three-bucket approach is not only, hey, there's three ways to invest money, or here are the type of accounts in there, but, like, why does this matter to the client? Yeah. Because really, that's all a client is coming in. Like, they care about themselves. Yeah. We're going to dig into the investment decision filter, but give it, here's an example of um, of the level of um, simplicity you need to get to sometimes with the three buckets, mm-hmm. because you've got tax-free, tax-free, and taxable. Yep. And... If someone was willing to really, truly be honest, they would be like, why can't we put everything in the tax-free? I like that one. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a valid question. And, and I think it's healthy as an advisor to say, now, it would be great if we could put everything in the tax-free and we can and there's mm-hmm. vehicles for that. But we we can't because, you know, taxes are a real thing. Yep. Like that's a healthy five-second sort of byline to say and then you get back on track. Right. Yep. And these should take practice. Our hope is at the end of this that we're going to prompt you. We're going to give you this one, start using it tomorrow, mm-hmm. that you would also sit and think, like, what are some other ones I, I, I seem to bring up a lot that I'm probably just speaking out to a client that visually they don't understand it or see it. They're maybe just trusting I'm doing it, which is fine until they get with another advisor or see it somewhere else better and realize, like, why didn't I ever know that? Yeah. And you're sitting there in your mind saying, I've told you that a hundred times. Well, you didn't tell them the right way because yeah. they didn't remember it. Hey friend, as a faithful listener to the show, I just want to remind you how passionate we are about helping you achieve your potential faster. That's why we created the How to Charge Live workshop. Hundreds of advisors just like you have received this training, and they've in turn collected hundreds of thousands of dollars in planning fees for their time and ideas. That could be you if you come to our live workshop. Our next event is still several months away, but we've sold almost half of our seats. We guarantee that the training will pay for itself, with your next planning client after you arrive home. Go to howtochargelive.com to see what current special we're running and to get your seat to our two-day workshop that could add a six-figure revenue stream to your business. That's howtochargelive.com. We'll see you there. So uh, we're going to walk through the investment decision filter and the idea of a concept. And what I would encourage you to do, to do if you go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast, there's a form on there. And if you have a concept that you teach and if you think, oh, they already know it, don't assume that. Yeah. Uh, we were at an event in Vegas three weeks ago and someone drew up a concept and I went, that's really good. Yeah. And now we're taking it and we're refining it within our community and making it better. Yeah. No, we'd uh, love to hear any kind of creative ideas you guys have, what you use. Uh, yeah. That makes us all better. Yeah. 
So again, concepts uh, they help your client make informed decisions, and you want your client to make your client to make informed decisions, right? Mm-hmm. You you want them to make decisions. And then the other thing about these, can is, I jump in real quick? Yeah. That is true. From an advisor business owner standpoint, there is a, a, an additional benefit to doing this well in a meeting is you're creating rapport. Mm-hmm. which helps people make choices faster. Yeah. And so if your goal of meeting with prospects is for them to actually do business with you, it'd be great if we were running a nonprofit education company and we just told people things all the time. When you meet with somebody, if you give them this kind of experience and you teach them and you're at a whiteboard, compare that to the average advisor experience of sitting down and just talking to them and then getting them to buy something, this will help you close more business quicker because you're generous, you're educating, you're an authority they will take action faster if you do this well. So so you want to do this early. You know, you're really good at this of, hey, let's use this as a way to consider all the options we're going to talk about. It puts Mm -hmm. them at ease. It puts you on the same sort of level playing field. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you want to make sure you use concepts early. And you want to talk about this before you talk about the other things because it gives you a a frame of reference, Mm -hmm. right, for is this good or bad because they – probably are going to come in with these preconceived notions of these different things and their value. And I, I, I love it because it proves itself. That's one of the cool things mm-hmm. about the filter is it, it works towards itself in a really cool way. Yep. So, so what, we, what we teach is you want to try to get up to the whiteboard within the first five to 10 minutes of the meeting. There's small talk, you know, if somebody referred them to you, how do you know John or Jane? But your goal is like, how do I add value? right away. How do I, how do I stand up, raise the energy in the room? And so I'm meeting with a prospect. I'll usually ask them something about how do you feel about your financial plan? Do you feel that your plan's creative? Uh, do you potentially feel like your financial plan is just a collection of things you've bought over time? Yeah. These are all questions that almost universally people are like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'm then able to say to them, I think you're going to love this. I use this line to set up the whiteboard a lot. Have you ever heard of the investment decision filter? And so you need to practice the flow. When does this make sense? But as soon as you can, you need to get up and, and, and teach them something. Yeah. So when I stand up and again, universally to this point, no one's ever said, of course, I've heard of that. It's great. Maybe that'll happen in the future. and That'll be great. I don't know if I'll get some royalties on, on that term being passed go. around the industry. I'll jump up to the whiteboard. And when you're on a whiteboard, try not to write full long words out. People don't want to stare at the back of your head too long. So I'll say investment decision filter, IDF, underline it. And I will say for the rest of your life, whether you work with me or someone else, you need to run every investment decision you ever make through this filter. And this filter has four components, performance, risk, taxes, and fees. And they're still, they're tracking with me at this point. Okay. Forever, we need to consider these four things. Then I want to give them a little context. And so I'll tell them, for example... Would you be willing to pay a higher fee? And at this point, sometimes I'll write an up arrow. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to pay a higher fee if an investment had great performance, low risk, and had really low tax impact? Yes. Of course I would. I like okay. that. So we're saying that fees are not the only reason we should make an investment decision. Great. I love that you start with that one because that's the one a lot of advisors are afraid. Like that's the F word in the meeting, the yeah. fee, right? You oh, know, yeah. like, and they're thinking it. They may not bring it up, but they're still thinking about it. Like we need to kind of get it out there. Like this should be something I we love it. You go there first. Like, so we agree that fees aren't the only thing to consider. Yeah. But they matter because they're on the list. Yeah. yeah. I'll then continue to kind of give them examples to make sure they understand the context. I'll say, what if the past performance of an investment was really good, but the risk was way higher than you wanted. It impacted your taxes a lot and the fees were really high. How would you feel about that? Uh, that wouldn't feel great. 
Okay, so you're also saying past performance is not the only reason we'd want to make a decision. And so what's great about this tool is you get to decide what examples you use to explain it, but you are you're putting a line in the sand, you're establishing a frame of reference with them early on and try to write this maybe at the top left-hand board of the mm-hmm. column of the mm-hmm. board because you're going to write other things on the whiteboard, but that might be something you want to reference back to. Yeah. This is a gift. There, there, there are people I know that I've, I've walked this through that 10 years from now, they will still remember it. Yeah. I didn't overcomplicate it, but it was enough for them to be like, Oh, what are the four things that he was talking about that we yeah. should consider? Um, nuance. This is us kind of workshopping it. I'm thinking about adding time as a fifth element to it because how much time and investment consume, especially with like real estate professionals or Ooh, business owners. I wasn't going there with your time. I was thinking of time is how long it takes to, cause that that's probably return. That's probably, or that's probably uh, performance. So time is how much time it takes you, your personal. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's an asset. Most of us, especially the business owners we work with. Yeah. That if I said, hey, here's a great investment, amazing performance, it's great for your taxes, but it requires 10 hours a month of your time yeah. to manage it, whether it's startup business, whether yeah. it's a piece of real estate. There are people that we work with now that are like, that's great, Sten, but I don't have the time to do that. Absolutely. That's not worth my time. Yeah. So we have, I haven't actually just, as we workshop this together on the podcast, folded that into kind of the actual meeting. Yeah. But I think there will be clients that I'm with that is kind of the flow and the feeling especially business owners, people that are so consumed at times when I preemptively tell them, Hey, it's really important. We don't get you saying yes to more things. Yeah. I think a skill that if we work together, if we help you start saying no to good things and only say yes to great mm-hmm. things, I think that would be really beneficial. Almost every time they're like, you get it. Yeah. I, don't you, I'm not in your meetings. Um, that would be awkward. That's just, it's like I don't, <laughs> he's just going to study us. But I know that in your meetings with business owners that you will have like the businesses listed in the middle mm-hmm. and then on one side, like the return and the other side is time. Cause I know that you've had some conversations with our advisors about mm-hmm. business owners want to see sometimes the greatest value you can provide. is just the outside perspective of like, okay, Mary, it looks like you've got two businesses and this one is producing 80% of your income and it's taking, you know, 20% of your time. And this one over here is creating 20% of your income and take, you know, it's like, what's, what's like, do you, and they're like, Oh, why? Yeah. Why do I do? Like, why mm-hmm. do I spend so much time on what? So what if you stop doing that one? Yep. Like, what could you give to that one? Right. So yep. that's some essentialism. That's some, you know, time management stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but where do you think the invest, like what's an example of an investment or, 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 or a strategy or a product or a, is it, is it um, them buying a business? Like, is it one of their businesses are running that they say, Hey, you know, my friend wants to sell me and this has happened to a friend of mine. Um, I, th- I think I want to buy a donut shop. <laughs> I know somebody who did this. Right. But do you know what time you make donuts? Very early, like two in the morning until like six in the morning so that they're fresh. Mm-hmm. And, and if you own the donut shop and no one can make the donuts, guess who makes the donuts? <laughs> you do. Cause you yeah. own the shop. And I was watching a comparison this other day. Someone was talking about real estate, Versus they had a friend at the very same time they were going to look at getting into real estate. Another friend was going to buy, um, what kind of shop it was. I think it was, oh, it was a yogurt shop. And, and they, and they said, I'm so glad I didn't buy the yogurt shop. The, the dollars look better on the yogurt side, mm-hmm. but, but guess what happened when people didn't show up? Guess what happened when you had to order products? Like, product, yeah. It was just, it was just mm-hmm. the complexity of it and complexity yeah. equals time. time yeah. So I do think that that can be, um, another one that, that could be added to it because if people just go, oh, that sounds great. 
Mm-hmm. Now it's going to take 10 hours a week and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I can't do that. And I think where this jumped out to me as I look back is I'd meet with people that loved real estate. And real estate has this general sense. Most people would say real estate's a good investment. Sure. But all advisors listening, we know people that have done real estate the wrong way and lost a bunch of money. So it's not a foolproof investment. But I've met with clients and they give me the spreadsheet and they'll have five investment properties, 10 investment properties. And I'll go through and usually what they're looking at is like the cash flow. Based on how much I had to buy this house for and how much income I get, that's my rate of return. Very rarely do they remember to back out all the expenses to maintain it. <laughs> and so quickly, a 15% rate of return can turn into like an 8% rate of return. And then if you can compare it to some passive investment they have, and this has happened before, I'm like, okay, over here you made about 7%. With your real estate, you made 8%. Over here you spent no time. Over here you spent a lot of time. There, there comes a point, and I've seen this light bulb in people's minds of like, even though there's a better return, yeah, that I'm frustrated because of how much time it took me to get that much more. Yeah, I'm okay not getting that. Yeah, and I think the more reps I've had of that, it's like people realize time's important. And so when it comes to real estate business owners, I think there's an element of this filter that can can factor in time. Mm-hmm. I just need some more reps with it. Yeah. So. As you look at this, what are some other examples of things that you could put in front of people that, and this is one of the things I love about specifically the investment decision filter is that you can then be presenting some idea to someone in, in a strategy session and say, does that make sense? Yep. Good. Okay. Now, so they can even be tracking with you and feel good. It's like, now let's put it through the investment decision filter and see how it does. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about the investment decision filter is it's not uh, it, I don't know if it's ever going to be, they're all good. That's right. Like uh, almost everything has some downside. That's right. And it's like, but when you say that, like if you're going to sell a, you know, a super expensive sports car, you're not going to be like, well, listen, the insurance is cheap <laughs> and the maintenance is cheap. Like you yep. know, people know that there's some negatives, but if yep. the positives outweigh the negatives and you go, I'm, I'm in. That's right. So what are some other things that, that you could apply and maybe them are maybe some of them are very simple. Maybe them some of them are complex. But you can apply the investment decision filter to in a way that is helpful or just sparks conversation or gets past. I think this is a cool way to get past objections that people might have. Yeah, you can preempt some object- objections. That's why I started with fees, past performance. These are things usually people could get hung up on. And I'm not saying they're not true. I'm just providing a context of like we all agreed up front that. We're not going to get hung up on any one of these things. The, the, these decisions are a little more complicated than that. But I like to present it to the the prospect or even the client is this can apply to everything. No matter what you do with your money, if you're looking to buy a car, if you're looking, you know, can you deduct the car? Okay, you can't deduct the car. And so actually it's, you know, kind of more expensive from a tax standpoint because you're having to use after-tax dollars to do it. Yeah. Um, the taxes are kind of high. It, it feels good, you know, and so you may say from an investment decision filter standpoint, this is not a good investment. You may still do it because it's a lifestyle choice, which yeah. is fine, but it's helpful for me as an advisor to have this tool to reference because it's less about, hey, don't do that because I don't make money. You should buy this thing because I make more. I'm establishing rules that now allow me to say, hey, that thing you're doing probably isn't a good investment, hmm. If and I recommend against it, but if you do it, we agreed that it's not a good investment, yet you're still choosing to do it, Yeah. whereas Sten in the past as an advisor was just kind of, well, you could do that, but what about this? Hey, let's do the thing that involves me that I get paid on, but I, I hadn't established a set of rules with the client that we agreed to on what things we will do and what things we won't do. Yeah. It's kind of an investment policy statement, which in our world is getting a client to agree to, here's the risk we're comfortable right. with. Here's the time right. horizon. And then that helps us filter. Yeah. I think that's still necessary, 
but this is kind of a baby step in that direction that I think most people realize like, yeah, I agree that all those things should be considered and not one of them should dominate the decision. Yeah. Has this ever helped you, um, keep someone from doing something? You're like, Oh boy, don't, don't, you know, don't, I'm going to take all my cash and put it into this. And you're like, you know what? Let's put this through the filter. filter. I haven't developed it to that degree. I do think there's a version of this to where we create some kind of piece to where, you know, maybe it's in the client's folder and we continuously reference that's probably yeah. just more of like a process solve. Yeah. Now it's more of this cool thing Sten pulls out on the whiteboard in a yeah. meeting when it feels right. And I use it a lot in initial meetings. Sure. Um, I just wonder if there's, and again, as advisors, you know, who are listening, you know, it, it, it may also help you have a, have a more, I guess, I don't know if the right word is objective, sort of like, well, let's, I'm not going to just say no to that, but mm-hmm. let's put it through the filter. And they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize the risk was that high. Yeah. Or, yeah, if anybody listening turns this into a cool PDF or visual, um, share it with us. Yeah. Because I think there's a version of this where maybe it goes in the client folder and it's laminated. And we say, okay, before you do anything ever, we can't be there with you all the time, but we're sending you away with this thing yeah. as, a, as a way of retraining the way you're making financial decisions. That could be cool. Yeah. Um, but but our hope is you're listening today is that this is sparking one, maybe you know how you're going to use this and how you're going to create rapport with prospects and clients, but also what other ones are you using that you need to refine. And if you're saying, Sten, that's cool, I want to use that one, but I have no other ones, trust yourself that if you sit in a quiet room for an hour and you can sit and kind of like, I have no ideas, what am I going to do? Those ideas will come. Yeah. That you're already doing some of this stuff in the course of being an advisor, you're probably just in your mind, diminishing the value, but you need to workshop it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate what you said as we wrap up about the, you're probably diminishing its value because to you as an advisor, that filter is already built into you. Mm-hmm. Like you recognize, yeah, there's fees, but my gosh, look at what, look at the guaranteed income you get through retirement or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're going fees and you're like, okay, but you know what I mean? So, so you already have that filter sort of built in. This mm-hmm. is about equipping, empowering, educating your potential consumer to make really good decisions that's right and go, get past objections even before they come necessarily yeah uh, which is really really exciting and it, it empowers them to go then make other decisions with you again and again and again which is ultimately what you want mm-hmm. and as you said at the very beginning this is a gift this is a gift yeah. you give a prospect or a client uh, that will bless them but also bless you because it, it allows you to do business with them in a way that frankly most advisors aren't taking this step yeah. And I think you've said in the past, a confused, confused mind says no. If we're going on passing illustrations and talking about investment portfolios without any foundational teaching or coaching mm-hmm. to equip them to make that decision more confidently, we're going to end up with clients that are just kind of, you know, I guess I'll do it, but I'm not really confident. Why did we do that? So a little preparation here will help avoid future um, frustrations from clients, all these extra questions, because we're just leaving this gap of understanding for them that we can really bridge quite easily. Awesome. Great stuff. 